We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Sweet! Okay, so guys, welcome to... Do you know what... Oh my god, do you know what the worst part is? Okay. <laughs> I just realized we actually don't have a podcast name. Welcome to... Uh... <laughs> uh, a podcast of, of some kind. To, a podcast. to be honest, it actually feels more like a, a morning show, because I have actually got Milo up very early today, Girl. and this is my first coffee, because I didn't have any milk this morning, so this is she like... She got me up at 8, and I was like, hold on, let me get a coffee, let's try 8.30. <laughs> I was, I was half asleep myself, to be fair. And I'm in my pajamas, so it kind of just feels like a breakfast show. So welcome to our morning radio breakfast show. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, Come on, Wendy Williams. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that bitch. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I guess introductions are the best best way to start this. So I'm Shelly. I am not very good at Super Smash Bros. Melee, but you'll find me... Uh, pretty much every tournament. Uh, my worst is 0-2. That's my most consistent result. My best result is probably 3-2 at SmashCon against a bunch of peaches. What's up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I commentate and I'm an avid, just an avid watcher of, of Melee, to be honest with you. Not the most technical, you know, minded person in terms of the game, but I like to watch. So. And she's a legendary streamer. She should have left that part out. Stop. <laughs> Um, and then this is Milo. You you take it away. You're the uh, you're the professional. I dude. am Milo. I reside in uh, like close to Baltimore, Maryland. So MTVA is my region. I am the self-proclaimed hottest peach in MTVA, and others will attest to that. Um, I've been in the melee community. I mean, I played Smash my whole life, obviously, but I've been in the competitive melee community since like 2015. And yeah, I love. I'm not competing as seriously anymore um, due to like school and other reasons, but of course I love staying in the community and 
I am thrilled to help Chelly out with this podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. It's crazy, actually, that we started pretty much the same time. Because I, I didn't have the um, yes. the whole, like, start... Like, I didn't play Melee at all before I was 21, period. Mm. I didn't even know what it was. Um, but it's crazy that we started playing at the same time, and I have not a single noble win on my belt. Whereas you, on the <laughs> other hand... <laughs> I have won. I mean, yeah, Royal Flush was my best showing, where I got 65th, and I... Alex 19, but he did have Johns, and they were pretty fair Johns. Yeah. They were pretty good Johns. <laughs> but a win is a win, nonetheless. So oh, we take those, baby. <laughs> we take those. Um, but yeah, I think the best thing, and I, the reason I think that we're two really good co-hosts for this is we're just melee fans, like through and through, regardless of whether we play a lot, whether we play well, we're like melee fans. One hundred percent. And yeah, Chelly, we've like, you were like one of the first people that I started watching streams regularly um I wasn't like that into Twitch but then I started watching Melee streams and then I was like popped up on the Melee streams and I went to your channel and I was like this girl like we're gonna be besties <laughs> and <laughs> so you're like one of my first good friends in the community which is like yeah so I think we'll have good chemistry yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I think the the kind of people that we have the memories with, um, which we'll go into a little bit later on for sure, because uh, we, we'll have a little memory segment in this, but a lot of our group, I would say uh, Travis, as in Captain Killam, <coughs> Link2213, like, all that kind of group kind of congregated on Twitter when Twitter was starting to kind of, like, become a fresh, you know, area to kind of communicate with, with other people in Melee. So definitely, I think that was, like, one of the, the boosters of that little scene of people mm-hmm, who started traveling sure. tournaments a lot. Um, so what are the topics we're going to get into today? Let's get into it. So I guess the sad side of this is that it is uh, March 5th, 2021. We are still in a pandemic. Sadly. Because people are, are still staying... in a Panasonic. <laughs> <laughs> still in a panorama. <laughs> I love those memes, dude. They've been, they've been fucking killing me. Um, yes, we're still in a pandemic because people won't stay the fuck home. So we have not had a tournament since Genesis 7? I think so. Genesis, yeah. basically. Online tournament, right. Yeah, Last so... January. Or like two Januarys ago. Yeah, it's been a long ass time. That's so... wild. It's scary. And it's just so interesting because like, obviously, praise be God to um, Fizzy and Slippy because like, it doesn't even feel like we haven't had a tournament in that long because we have all these online tournaments and the essence of melee is still thriving and people are get like new people are getting to this game every day because of Slippy, and so it, like it's shocking to me that we haven't had a real in person tournament since last over a year now because it just doesn't feel like that. What do you think? I think yes, I agree because I think the rollback definitely saved melee in a in a massive way. Like I think mm-hmm. if I'd have not because I I don't come from a particularly uh, thriving region. Like uh, right. originally I'm from Wales and there was like six people there <laughs> and I didn't really go there anyway uh, reasons. And then if I'd have I moved up to the northeast and we're in a pandemic, chances are I probably just wouldn't have played melee. I wouldn't have had anyone to play with and I probably right. would have like you know the absence kind of just makes you it's so that you don't play anymore but mm-hmm. um yes it's good that they've got the tournaments and there's so many online tournaments but i think a lot of people are missing the community aspect of it for sure yeah for sure i mean just like 
thinking about like preparing for this podcast i was like watching some previous sets um from a tournament we'll be talking about and i was just really it was just really hitting me like oh my god i just want to aimlessly walk around a venue again <laughs> and if i want to quote a tweet from slog that one made me laugh but yeah there's just like so many nuanced things i guess you experience at in-person tournaments that you'll just never be able to get sitting in your room playing slippy um that I'm definitely trying to feel again. Yeah, which brings me to, I guess, the first topic of, of the podcast, which is um, last year, just before the pandemic hit, the Smash World Tour was announced, and it was it was super hype. Like everyone wanted to go. Yeah. I was like planning to go to at least eight of these bitches, like flying from the UK. Two hundred thousand, like prize money. It was ridiculous. Everyone was hype. Wild. Miss Rona swooped in, cancelled the whole thing. <laughs> enters the stage <laughs> and recently um on twitter they've re-announced another smash world tour which i think people are kind of up in arms about because it's a yes cool we have a smash world tour and we have a tournament but also again like referring back to the community the community won't be able to go um we'll be able to watch sure but also there's the kind of regulations of are we going to be able to get 16 people in a room? Because the format is something along the lines of qualifying and then turning up at an IRL tournament to then compete. Right, exactly. So it's fishy. And, you know, even on their website, um, they have, they talk about the regional finals. And so, do you know, um, first of all, do you know how people qualify for the regional finals? Because when I look on the website, I thought it just said the panelists um, at least for Melee, I think it said the panelists decide that. Are there, like, a round of events, like Slippy events, that count, that give you points or something to get to the regional finals? So, I think, because there's a slight difference with Ultimate and Melee. I think Ultimate get to have, like, the online tournament qualifiers, but I think the right, reason they yeah, decided to do uh, Melee panelists to pick it out was because, obviously, Nintendo's not been the greatest with uh, letting us, yeah. you know, leaving us... The fuck alone um so, we don't talk about her <laughs> no so, so i think the reason we can't have like an official online slippy kind of tournament is because nintendo okay. shuts it down so they've decided panelists is the best way to kind of go about that that'll be interesting i think people will definitely have their opinions when the results come out but we'll see i trust the panelists uh, they have them listed on the website and they are all godsends to melee so how many are they? Who, who are they? Speak, speak them. We have Taffo, Gimme Dat Wheat, who I don't know, sorry. Um, Amber Sinister, KB, Edwin Budding, and Pikachu942. Okay. That's not So I definitely recognize most of those names. Um, and these people have been, you know, the ones seeding tournaments for years and years. <laughs> and it'll be good, I think. I think they'll do a good job. Yeah, I hope so. And I think... Uh... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, I don't know if I feel as much... Because I, I think a lot of people's kind of argument for the Smash World Tour, at the very least, was um, at least we have a tournament, at least we're still doing tournaments and stuff like that. But mm. I, honestly, I hate to say it, but I feel like I can't get hyped for it. I feel like I'm just like, eh. And then I think the the worry that the IRL tournament won't actually happen also because of like COVID regulations, I'm just like, oh. And I, I don't know if I'm wrong to feel not hyped. <laughs> no, I definitely feel that. And I'm definitely in the same boat. Like what, what I was saying was even on their website, you know, they have a little asterisk and they say like, note, the regional finals may change. Um, the dates may change based on when events. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. can be safely hosted again. So I do think it was kind of a, I don't know, I think... They should have waited on it and especially to have it now like you announced this super hype thing but then you're like oh the dates may change we don't know and so it's like do i get hyped for it yet do i wait like you know what i mean yeah. it's just kind of there's kind of a disconnect there um i don't know if i want my but, heart to be broken again by the smash world tour being canceled a second time right i can't deal with the heartbreak <laughs> <laughs> um uh so but yeah nevertheless think... nevertheless it's an incredibly hype thing that'll be so sickening for the community and of course i am excited for it i'm excited to watch it i think i'm just the the sadness of not being able to actually go and be like for like our favorite players and and stuff like that that Um, would be such an interesting tournament experience when like because it's different from a major because it's like going to a summit invitational kind of but then there's like a huge like crowd that gathers just to be a spectator um so like smash is commonly it's like a spectator you sport but you're also like for most majors like 2000 people are going to enter and play in the tournaments so you're kind of taking that like player aspect out of it um in a way and so it would be interesting to see this how the spectator side of it would be revamped and how they would kind of cater to the spectators more yeah i agree i completely agree with that and i hope that um because obviously there's a lot of money being funded into the Smash World Tour. I hope it's not just a like one and money. done. Because I would rather, <laughs> like, if it is a one and done, the they should have waited until next year when everyone can go. I'm hoping it's not like a Absolutely. one and done thing. Yeah, that'd be tragic. So, thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> so, our second segment. We can go into our second segment. Also to do with tournaments, because we miss them. And also uh, somewhat to do with Smash Twitter. Because we kind of want to have a Smash Twitter segment, because that shit writes itself. We love some <laughs> Smash Twitter discourse, baby. It's just it's just a sitcom sometimes. It's just like one of those right. sitcoms you just sit back and watch watch your sound fire. Um, 
<laughs> and I think it's it's the gift that keeps on giving because we've had a lot of things already from the start of 2021 being like, is Leffen charging too much for his coaching sessions? Oh my god! You know, should we be, I don't know, should we be having like certain arts or tournaments? And like, the discourse is really good. I think the discourse is great. But the recent Absolutely. one has not actually been necessarily melee related, but it's it's somewhat because of the player that was involved recently. So it has community wide implications for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um so the recent Smash Twitter was that uh Ultimate had two new characters come in. I don't even know how you say their names. Pyro and Mugen. I don't either <laughs> Wait, all yesterday they came out and I just like pronounce them in my head, like, and I'd be like, I'm not pronouncing this correctly. I don't know how to say these. Things. Yeah, I don't either. I, I think I've got Pyro down, but the other one I'm like Mithra, Mithra. Is it like Mithra, Mira? Mithra? Who knows? What I don't watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um. So the discourse was, um, you know, they came out and there was a lot of people who, you know, find them attractive and that's cool. You know, I watch Fate Zero and I've, I've got, um. A you just say so you don't watch anime. Shh, shh. <laughs> you fraud. You're a liar. <laughs> I watch so much anime, especially the pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, I've got a little crush on Mansa from Fate Zero. You know, we can all crush. Oh him, yeah, you know. no, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I don't go on Twitter being like, hey, you know, I want to put my <laughs> in that round. Redacted, like, <laughs> redacted. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't start making my dolphin noises, like, left, right, and center. Um, so, uh, a prominent melee player um, made a video. Uh, and it was maybe not received very well due to the content. Now, I didn't see it, but I heard. Um, I didn't see it either. To be fair, he took it down. Yes. From my understanding, he made this video, and it was very inappropriate, if you ask me. And then um, he did take it down, which was really good. And I think he uploaded another video about it, and like, not it, it didn't have that like inappropriate content in it. Um, yeah, and he which is good. he wrote uh, sure. an apology and, and all that good stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, it wasn't just like one of those. I don't think it was a very half-assed one. I think it was actually like it seemed like a very legit apology. Very like you know, right. I realized what I've done wrong and why this is a problem, etc. So it was a very intentional apology. Yeah, I would like to say so. Mm-hmm. However. Twitter came out of uh, all sorts of corners, and there were some Absolutely. people who were like, it's just pixels, bro. Uh, you know, if I want to jig off to a bunch of pixels, <laughs> I will. Um, and then that obviously started the discourse of, okay, should NSFW uh, be allowed at tournaments? SmashCon, for instance, is one of those ones that I, I most uh, see at, because SmashCon's obviously a big convention of, you know, all sorts of kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then also the treatment of women and whether or not that transfers from you know fake ladies you know fictional beings to you know how we treat women in the community uh i guess i your take first would be there is a lot to unpack yes um, with (laughs) with this topic so i'd like to start um by kind of addressing one issue that i think definitely needs to be addressed is um when this whole thing happened, a lot of the um, reply guys, we'll call them, uh, a lot of people on Twitter, they like to point out, they point out the fact that, well, when Sephiroth came out, everyone was thirsting over Sephiroth, and so why can't we thirst over (laughs) Pyra and Mithra, if I'm saying her name right? And I think we need to address that 
Um, yes. It kind of needs to be, everything needs to be contextualized, oh. right? So, yeah. of course, sexualization of men um, happens just like it happens to sexualization of women. But when you're dealing with things like this, you have to look at the like material realities. You have to look at the reality of the situation, obviously. And while sexual assault and sexual violence does happen to men, um, it happens to women on a much larger scale. Um, and specifically, that's exacerbated in the Smash community because it's a cishet, male-dominated community. And so these um, problems of sexual violence and sexual harassment against women will be kind of um, exacerbated for that aspect. And so, yes, um, sexualization of men and of Sephiroth might have happened. That's not a good thing. But it's also, I didn't see anything on Sephiroth that was that bad. It wasn't like thumbnails, like, <laughs> like zoomed in on like Sephiroth's crotch or anything. Yeah. Um, so that was just kind of an argument of bad faith that I kind of wanted to address. Um, as for you know, like, not safe for work um, art at tournaments? Is that what you want to get into? Uh, I mean, just the whole the whole discourse. I mean, you you kind of uh, bring up a really good point about Sephiroth, actually, that I, I would also like to put my two cents on, is that I actually, I made a tweet about it, so, and I still kind of follow that take, is that um, I agree with you, like, any kind of sexual harassment or, you know, just over-the-topness um, is wrong, regardless whether it's Sephiroth, Pyro, Mithra, whatever. But yes, there was a big difference between being like, oh, I have a crush on Sethroth. Sethroth is a daddy. To like, yeah, yeah I want to like, you know, yeah. <laughs> do this to Sethroth in redacted, this disgusting manner. Yeah. Redacted. And it's like the difference between like the very few women that I saw tweet about Sethroth. Because there's not even enough. I feel like there's not even enough women in either scene. If you combine both scenes, Melee and Ultimate, and smash them together, there would not be enough women to make a big discourse about how hot they think Sethroth is. Like, there was Absolutely. barely anyone. If anyone was making comments about how hot Sethroth was, it was including the men. Um, and but... another point is that, like, <clears throat> you have to think about... You have to see things in a larger picture. So you have to think about, like... When we're talking about discourse, we have to think about like the overall environment that you are harb harboring with your words and that you're creating with your words. So like a minority that's um, women in the Smash community are minority. So let's say like all women were like nursing over Sephiroth anyway, which obviously isn't true, but we'll just say that. Um, that the women are the minority, like their comments aren't, aren't gonna be like creating this um, toxic and unsafe environment for men <clears throat> for men in the same way that like a ton of men sexualizing women will create and um, harbor an environment that's um, dangerous for women um, and like those because the population the demographics are so unbalanced you have to understand that the results will of the actions will be unbalanced and that's kind of a just the reality that you have to accept when dealing with this, these kind of things mm-hmm and that I mean, makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it does. And I think um, also going into the, the art thing, kind of like connecting it on, is that um, what you tend to find at uh, Smash events like SmashCon or, you know, multiple events is that, you know, maybe I want to buy a sexy Captain Falcon uh, picture, poster. That doesn't exist. 
Or, you know, maybe a sexy Marth poster or maybe a sexy hmm. Seth Roth poster, but they don't exist at tournaments, right? It's a lot of, like, super right, over-sexualized yeah. women. Um, you know, call, call the tournaments 21 plus. Let's, let's say, you know, we up the age and, you know, we're all old enough to buy, you know, dirty boy art. But, like, that doesn't exist there and there's a reason that, that they don't. Like, there's a totally. reason that it's very much like, you know, Samus with her booty out or... Uh, I don't know Rosalina, etc. But there's no, there's nothing of that of like any of the male characters, which I think. It's so. You know. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And what do you? So, let's take the conversation to. Do you think like, eighteen plus, not safe for work art has a place in tournaments in the artist alley? Because I, I'm a bit divided. I definitely see both sides. Um, I think I'm leaning towards, maybe we shouldn't have it um at all. Like, get rid of it. Um, and I guess I'll go into it. I think it's a matter of consent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw this like one Twitter thread a while ago. It's kind of I can draw um, connections, and it was about pride and um, like kink um, and leather groups at pride events, and should that be allowed and stuff like that. Because um, essentially, there's a lot of people. If you've ever been to a pride, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people <clears throat> in like. <laughs> less than nothing <laughs> like wearing not many not a lot of clothes yeah and then you also have like these underage kids there that want to go to explore become comfortable with their sexualities and whatnot and gender um and you can't really consent to like seeing those kinds of things um referring to like the leather and stuff like that you mm-hmm. can't really consent to that um going into a public space if that makes sense yeah. And I, I think I draw that connection um, to this topic. Like, as even, I mean, it doesn't even, age doesn't really even matter. Um, you can't really, like, consent. You're not going to a Smash tournament and, like, consenting to, like, seeing, like, hentai. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so I definitely see, that. and then the problem, like, exacerbates when we're, we're dealing with underage um, people. Mm-hmm. Like, these, obviously, these underage people, like, we have people going to terms that are, like, 10, 11, 12. Like, they're not, they can't consent to seeing, like, anti and yeah. stuff like that. So, I definitely, um, I, I I think I agree with the case that maybe it, um, this kind of stuff does not have a place in tournaments. Yeah, I think I, so I came up with a, a potential idea. Because I think, I think the age audience is very different in both uh because obviously the tournaments that we have are never just melee never just ultimate never just you know anything they're always tend to be mismatched and and stuff like that i think and again like you said it doesn't matter age like some people just don't want to walk in there and just see Mm -hmm. you know some boobies up in this uh, you know up in your face so some booba booba. like some people do some people don't and that's cool but i think there's a lot of artists because i'm actually a massive fan of the art sally i like every single tournament will always go and buy something and you know find something that i like yeah support your local artist yes in fact most of my stuff behind me i think are from artists um yeah there you go i got some some pictures up there um but i think most of them have folders like you know they're like oh well not all my posters are up but you know you can flick through this and tell me which poster you want Alternatively, they could just have a NSFW folder that is underneath their desk, and then if someone wants to buy that kind of thing, they can say, hey, uh, do you have an NSFW folder? And they can either say yes or no, but they have to provide like a proof of ID to see it. Right, I think that's genius. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Yeah, because then it's still there, and like if, you know, lewd artists or nude artists or whatever they do want to mm-hmm. still sell that kind of thing, like, sure, have your normal stuff up, and then 
You like I don't know, put like a little sticky note or a card, like, hey, you know, just ask me about my NSFW art, and right. they can show them with with a valid ID, which I think is fair. Yeah, so there are definitely um, creative, imaginative solutions like that that could work as fine. And I think that's a step that we definitely need to, need to implement um, moving forward with in-person events when they hopefully come back. Oh, God. When do you think they'll come Manifesting. back? Manifesting. <laughs> when do I think they'll come back? I don't know. I mean, definitely not this year. Maybe. I would, like, <laughs> every part of me wishes to say Genesis 8. But that's very optimistic very optimistic yeah i think i think i'm a little bit more optimistic now that the vaccine's starting to roll out in kind of like big numbers right that's exactly what i was thinking because i mean we're seeing more and more promising things at least over here in the states um in terms of the vaccine um like the new johnson and johnson vaccine has been approved for distribution and all of these little things kind of add up um to make a real difference in the vaccine rollout but We'll see what the reality actually ends up being, I guess. I feel like with COVID, you can't make any predictions. Like, in the early stages of COVID, like, we were all making these predictions, and they were all wrong. And then, like, six months later, like, in my experience, I was making COVID predictions with, like, my schooling and stuff like that, and I was completely wrong. <laughs> and so I'm just done. Like, I, I, I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm leaving. I'm not every time, more COVID it, predictions. Every time it's like, oh yeah, like because I remember when March happened and they were like, oh, you know, we're, we're shutting the because uh, I was working in retail when COVID started happening. Oh, we're just gonna shut for like a month or two. I was like, oh, dude, I I fucking hope it's like six months. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't. What have you done? I did not want to work in retail that badly, that badly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting it to last more than like two or three months. And then, the, I don't know, just as we started to think, oh, the numbers are going down, we have a, a vaccine, and then it's like, oh, there's a Brazilian COVID variant, and you're like, oh, shit. And then there's like <laughs> some African uh, variants, and I'm sure that, I don't know, there's probably going to be more variants, but I'm hoping that this like vaccine has got like the balls to take them all on, you yeah, know? Yeah, we'll but exactly i mean same here like so when the back in february i actually flew in was living in france um doing some research and then that's about the time covid started getting bad and my mom's a nurse and she was like john you got to watch out for this vaccine i think you should come home and i'm like mom it's like it's fine it's, it's what it's just a <laughs> it's just a flu like just what? a flu <laughs> yeah and then it's like March and things are getting really bad and then France goes on lockdown and I'm like oh shit I gotta go back home so I go back home and then I'm like <clears throat> okay I'll be home for like a couple months and I'll go back to France and then it just gets worse and worse and worse <laughs> so I am done making predictions on uh, COVID I don't know when in-person tournaments will come back maybe like March April May of like 2022 yes maybe I... a year from now I guess that would be and it's something I like to think about is, like, how will this, I mean, I don't want to say, like, collective trauma, but I guess it kind of is collective trauma of, mm -hmm. like, COVID and interacting with people. And inter like, how are all of these interpersonal connections going to be changing? Because, like, we see all these, for example, we see all these, like, jokes on Twitter. Like, I can't believe I used to, like, hang out with my friends without wearing masks. Or I can't believe I used to, like, go to these concerts and be around all these people. And yeah, they're like jokes to a point, but I mean, it kind of holds the truth, I think. I think the way people interact with each other and 
people's comfort being close um, to other people will definitely be affected from this. And so that will be interesting to see at majors. Um, yes. Do you have any thoughts about that? Um, yeah, I think I'll probably never turn down a plan again. Um, <laughs> you know, right. like people, <laughs> people have like nightclubs and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to come out tonight. I'm too tired. And I don't think I'll ever miss that opportunity <laughs> again. Um, with majors, definitely. I mean, like personally, my life since March of 2020 to March now is completely different um and i think my relationships with certain people my friendships with certain people some of them have broke down due to like you know lack of communication which is no one's fault but like most of my uh smash connections are in america like with you guys um Mm -hmm. and it's hard because you've got like time zones people have to work um you know and people are trying to like me up at eight o'clock exactly (laughs) exactly Exactly, though. Like, you know, this is like a normal time for me. It's like 2 p.m. And it's really hard between time zones to kind of be able to check in on all of your friends. And there's so many friends in uh, Smash community that I want to message and be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, and I've tried to kind of do it, but it's it's fucking difficult. And like with a full-time job and like trying to also keep yourself in a self-care way, like Grounded, to try and keep your yeah, mental sure. health up, it's hard. And I think going to majors now will be much different. I think it's going to be beautiful. I will probably cry. Because um, <laughs> it's just, I think it's going to be like a beautiful moment. I really I just want to hear that. I just want to walk into a venue and hear the buzz of the CRTs and the clicking of the GameCube controllers. Ah, yeah. What a beautiful moment that will be. I've never been, um, you know when you kind of see your friends like at, at, an, at an event and you're kind of like, oh my god, I haven't seen you so... And like, yeah. I, I'm not a screamer, I don't think. I'm more of a... Oh. But I think when... Uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I love a if scream. You, if you go watch any VOD with Chelly in the front row, you one thing about Chelly, you're going to hear her screaming at the top of her lungs. So I have some imposters too. No, no, ma'am, you are a screamer. But okay, go ahead. Weird. Okay, I'm a screamer for the melee, for the game. For the melee. Okay. Not like when you see a friend. When like... I see a friend, I'm usually like, ah! and then I kind of right, like hug right, them and stuff right. like that. But I think when I actually see people, I'm gonna be like, ah! like, just, <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to, to like hug people and see people and play friendly. And just, uh, I for can't sure. wait. Um, which and takes that's, us. That's absolutely something to hold on to. Yeah. During these hard times. That is something to hold on to. The hope. We're every that single day, hope. we are one day closer. Every single day. Definitely, definitely. That's such a beautiful way to put it. So, which takes us um, into one of our last segments, and we're going to call it the memories segment. Um, the memes. So we picked a tournament. Uh, it's a good tournament for me and Milo, because we, we hung out a lot this tournament. and It was so much fun. I was looking through my Snapchat memories, and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. I miss it. <laughs> it's really sad. It's so sad. We, we took a lot for granted. Um, but we picked Genesis 4. It's not only amazing for Melee, it's amazing for personal memories. So we'll probably go into both. So what should we go in, in for first? Should we go for some Melee first, or some personal great times? Uh-huh. Let's go into the melee first. Okay. So, best matches for you, personally? So, I think there were, like, when I was looking through the bracket for Genesis 4, I could not, like, believe that all of these insane, like, super hype matches all happened at this one tournament. But one definitely stands above the rest. Um, Armada versus S2J. I can't, okay. I can't imagine talking about Genesis 4 without mentioning Armada versus S2J. Um, I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast 
uh, like knows what happens in that set. But for anyone who didn't, uh, hasn't seen that, to set the stage, <clears throat> Armada's like the number one player, can't be touched. He was was Armada ranked number one or is Hungrybox ranked number one at this point? I think, I think it was Armada. I think this was like the last year that Armada was yeah. Uh, ranked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nobody can touch Armada, you know. He, I mean, that's what he's known for. He would never lose to anyone outside the gods, and he's just this impenetrable wall, and you can't get through. Um, and you know what's interesting to point out? I Around this time, um, I was saying that if anyone would upset Armada, it would be a Falcon player, just because... I'm a little biased as a Peach main, but the Peach versus Falcon, Peach can definitely be exploited super hard in that matchup, specifically by Falcon. And I just think the things that Falcon can do in that matchup um, result in a very a likelihood of upset, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, the the probability of, being, of up, making an upset as Falcon against Peach is, like, higher than other matchups, I would say. Um, but anyway, so we're in, I think it was, was it, like, winner's quarters maybe don't put me on that but somewhere in the winners somewhere, bracket, i think it was yeah. winners quarters um we have armada versus s2j and they start on dreamland i don't i don't know all the games but i know they started on dreamland and it was like last stock last hit and s2j gets the knee and wins and like at this point i was playing friendlies i remember that and like everyone's kind of like looking around like oh my god holy shit s2j just like took game one and then i think they go to fd and S2J wins again. So now we have this player, Armada, who's never... He like, he doesn't lose to people like outside the gods. That's just not a reality that exists. And we have S2J, who's like a huge fan favorite. You can't... I'm a Falcon hater, and I love watching <laughs> S2J. Like, you can't watch S2J and not love it. So we have the like a heavy fan favorite about to make the like biggest upset of... like In recent history, I would say. In recent Melee history. And he's up 2-0 on Armada, and at this point, like, everyone, like, playing friendlies has stopped and is just watching, like, S2J. And, I can and attest that, to that. That shit was nuts. I can it was test. just, it was wild. The, the atmosphere was so intense, you know what I mean? It was just, and I, just a side note, I, like, I can't, obviously, I can't even imagine to, like, experience how that would feel in the seats of, like, Armada and S2J. Like, you're Armada, I'm sure, you can feel everybody in this venue there's thousands of people in this venue are like holding their breath waiting for you to lose like how can that you know what i mean how can yeah. that like it just speaks to the mental fortitude of these top players um but anyway then they go back to dreamland for game three SJ is up 2-0 and it's last stock and SJ, yeah, i think he gets a back air and then he tries to follow up with a knee but he goes over armada and now he's off stage and then he tries to recover and armada edge guards and kills him SJ has really bad di <laughs> and then armada reverse three o's SJ. which was and wild too by the way it was literally yeah absolutely he had I, say, it. I, I say that like it was a, a bad thing but obviously armada is I think Armada's a goat. We don't have to talk mm. about that. That'll be a future discussion. <laughs> yes, but... we can do that. <laughs> yeah, that was incredibly impressive by Armada, uh, of course, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, it was just that that game three. Like, it's just a beautiful thing 
that like everybody in the venue and i'm not exaggerating everybody in the venue had stopped their friendlies had stopped what they're doing and they're all just watching this the set on the projector holding their breath so and... i remember uh i remember smash this was, ha was happening at the same time because i remember this too i remember this very right, well. exactly and johnny at the time was like maybe my like top two favorite people to watch of all time so yeah again fan fan favorite everyone loves mm -hmm. him and smash this just stopped dead ass like they were like we need to see this and i remember yeah. standing on a chair because everyone in front of the because the way the venue worked was the stage was at the front then you had the crowd then smash sisters was like somewhere towards the back and then you had like all the artists alley and everything behind you and i had to stand on a chair now i'm a five foot eight woman who can usually see from the back of shit but everyone was like just stood she's a tall up. powerful woman i'm an amazonian goddess bitch um <laughs> um and I remember having to stand on the chair by Smash Sisters, and even Smash Sisters had stopped, and we all stood up as well to, like, see. And you could, yeah, like you said, you could have cut, cut the whole atmosphere with a knife. Like, every single person stopped. And I've never known another match, actually, in recent Melee history to ever do that. Right. It's just, it demanded attention from everybody. That's the best way to put it. It was... He had it, too. Uh, he fucked up so bad. It was so, so good. <laughs> I know. And I, I wonder, like, it's... It's fun to think about what could have happened, you know what I mean? Like, what, how would that have changed Armada's, like, remaining career in Melee? How would that have changed S2J's career in Melee? If that, like, it's fun to think about those things, but... Yeah. In okay. another universe. Uh, that would have been so good. S2J, so number one, Do you want to go into one and then we'll, like, alternate, or...? Uh, yeah, no, I can I can go into one. Um, so one of my favorite matches. Now this this sounds obvious. This sounds like a, a clear pick. Um, bit of a basic bitch pick, but whatever. Um, and the, fine. The There's reason... absolutely a place for basic bitch pickers. <laughs> we we pick. I love that. I am going to pick. Um, it was the. <sighs> okay, let me set the scene. Genesis four. I. I don't even have to start this. Okay, for anyone who knows me, I am a big manga fan. Absolute die-hard manga nation <laughs> till I die. Um, however, at Genesis 4, I was the European. I was room for all, every every single European who was there. So Armada was there, Andre was there, Leffen was there. I was like, let's fucking go Europe. A I remember being Europeans in the... There, like Ice was there. was there. Zagetto. 64 Bracken. Like, there were a lot of um, European people. Just, we'd love to see that. Uh, they came out. They hella came out. Um, so, so yeah, I was a diehard, like, European fan. So, there is a set, and I believe it's Loser's Quarters, which was Leffen versus Mango. And yeah, it was the very I mean, yeah. stock I remember becoming a Mango fan. It was the stock. It was this one particular stock, this... uh, a match on Pokemon Stadium. And... It, so, Leffen is 2-1-up, I, I believe, on Mango. And... Mango manages to like take the stock back and it's definitely starting to become a comeback. And Leffen does this thing where like, so he runs up and I he, after getting a shit ton of so much, so much damage on Mango. And then in whatever way of the words, Mango ends up on the right hand side of Pokemon Stadium and Leffen runs over and he up smashes. And if, if it had hit, it had been done. Like mm -hmm. game over for Mango. But Mango did like this up B in place oh, so right. that he like yeah. missed do laser f no what was he did he did something but he ended up getting a forward for smash yeah, he, get, he gets a forward smash and just takes the game like the most dumb fucking <laughs> right like, I would, okay so at this point 
Leffen was up 2-1 in the set, mm -hmm. um, I believe. So, I yeah, I rewatched the set yesterday, and the only thing I could think of when I was like, how the <laughs> fuck did Mango win this set? And I had the thought, like, at least five times. Um, yeah. So I know Mango won game one, and then Leffen counterpicked to FD, and that's where Leffen got this, like, a ton of momentum. Um, mm -hmm. Mango kind of went up in FD, actually, <clears throat> but then Leffen just came back and, like, like I think, like, maybe zero death in, like, twice in a row or something. Stadium, and Leffen wins again, and it was pretty decisive. Um, I think it was Stadium, and then Mango went back to Stadium, I think. And Leffen's up, like, I think three stocks to one. I, I think it was three stocks to one. Maybe it was two stocks, like, zero percent or something, but... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, like, that sounds right, the second, yeah. Two stocks, zero percent, yeah. And, like, and Leffen, like you said, remembering right did mingo really win this? yeah no it was such a scrap it was such a scrap and i just remember like i remember seeing it because i was like leffen's leffen's got this leffen's got this and right. i believe i was sat with like um i was sat with like chillin and sirene and wens and you i believe yeah, I was actually there. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was there. and i remember just being like oh this is leffen's yeah. game and i remember seeing the most underdog bullshit come from mango and i was just like and then the real gag is that like he does the exact same thing in game five so they go to dreamland and leffen's up like i think three stocks to one i, mm -hmm. I maybe it was two stocks again but i think it was three stocks to one and i again i'm just like how did the hell did mango win this who knows i mean i don't even know what that really means but um but yeah i mean what what a wild set what i a, love that set what a, i mean maybe it was plot armor maybe it was the script who knows but <laughs> i always like to blame the script honestly makes you... for amazingly hype melee that reinvigorates the car and i was just losing my mind <laughs> as was everybody and it's just yeah. wild like we have all thousands of people in this like huge arena and we just see like one of the hypest comebacks ever oh it was so it was so sick you just had to be there <laughs> you had to be there guys don't even listen to this podcast okay you could never okay so actually the one one right before that i want to talk about leffen versus axe oh which is, like, shit i forgot about this yeah, so maybe not a set, like, super prominent or, like, people don't want to think about it, but... So, Leffen played Axe, I guess it was in the set before, yeah, I don't know. But the only... The reason this stuck out to me is because this is, like, the hardest I've ever seen a Fox beat Axe up. And at this time, um, Leffen, you know, was on his come-up, um, Leffen had beaten all the gods, like semi-recently and um within like a, there would be moments in tournaments when like leffen would be playing super on point and that's my favorite melee to watch i'll be honest like i'm a peach main but my favorite melee to watch is when leffen <laughs> is like executing perfectly mm -hmm. and he just looks completely untouchable you know what i mean like and i think there was a lot of people i mean i certainly had it would be like the one true god soon i thought it would happen like a couple years like no one would be able to touch leffen he was on the massive watched... incline at the time right 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 and like he, he just has this his play just has this like atmosphere around it i don't know when he's like on point with everything it's like nobody can touch this dude and that's like really beautiful for me to see. it's like game one i mean axe is a phenomenal player like absolutely amazing and you just don't you don't see any spacey mains like beat up the way Leffen did this set it was just wild like game one was battlefield I think and Leffen three stocks him and Leffen's like Leffen starts taunting I don't know if he's taunting the first game but it it was just wild and then that was the last stock game but Leffen still wins and then he taunts 
And then game three, we go to FD. And so for anyone not watching, Pikachu acts as a Pikachu player, and Pikachu has a really good chain grab. It's really easy, like zero to death on spaces on FD. And so we think of FD as like this auto win stage for Axe. Like we don't, there, we don't. It was the set where like we all say Fox, like Fox beats Pikachu, Fox beats Pikachu, like Fox destroys Pikachu. But like when you watch Axe four stock all these Foxes in a row, like you don't think that's really true. But then like. When I was watching the set, Leffen just had answers to everything Axe was trying. It was memorizing to watch how good Leffen was. And like that, like anywhere else from a Fox name. And at that point, I just had this feeling. I was like, oh my god, Leffen is going to be like, he's winning his tournament. Leffen's going to be like the best in the world. And who knows what would have happened without, who would have knows what happened. But I, I don't have that same opinion right now. Um, we'll see what happens moving forward. Thankfully for... The spirit of melee we got new heroes such as zane um to count that zane's rise to the top definitely influenced that but definitely at that time at that set i was 100 percent sure luffin was going to be like the best player like forever um okay shall we finish this off with a personal genesis 4 memory i don't know if you have one in sure. particular i have i have some really funny memories from genesis i think 4. i have yeah i have one memory i, I can go into go go for it Okay, well, it actually, you were there. We were in a hotel room. I know you, you were there. This might be the same memory. Co <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was there. Uh, like, our little squad was there. It was super fun. We were all drunk. And, like, I think we were all just, like, singing karaoke to, uh, like, if you want to be my lover, you got to be my friend. Be my friend. <laughs> I tell you what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all just, like, jamming out that song. And that's just, like, the beautiful moment about these events, you know? Like... <laughs> We all are just like congregating, getting like drinking and having fun, playing this beautiful game, and then we just like make connections on other th on other levels, like with this stupid song that everybody loves, and we all just like stop playing melee and just jam out to this fucking song, and we <laughs> that was just like a very distinct, amazing memory I have from Genesis Four. That was a good one. Okay, so it wasn't the same memory, but it's a similar memory for sure. Um... <laughs> So, my memory also involves you. So, Genesis 4, me, Milo, um, and two of our friends, Link2213, also known as Eric, and Captain Killam, also known as Travis, we were all staying in a room, and that was maybe the best room I've ever stayed in. And yes. I want to say it was like, maybe it was like day zero or deep day one. I think it was day zero. And sort of yeah uh, <laughs> kind of so i remember we started deciding fuck it we'll have we'll have a party and you know we started to get some drink and we start getting drunk i remember <laughs> i remember ricky ortiz walked in oh my gosh and yeah. i didn't know who she was <laughs> <laughs> i swear i didn't either i remember like i remember eric and travis being like oh my god yeah. oh my god it's ricky ortiz and i was like who the fuck is it? And they were like, they were like trying to get her a drink and stuff. And I was like, should I? <laughs> should I like be on my knees, like bowing down? What am I doing wrong? The way Travis and Eric like, and they were like, wait, you don't know? You like even find this? And I was like, oh shit, okay. So I mean, I got her a drink and, and stuff like that. And then two really fun ends of the night stuff I remember is I remember getting so drunk. Uh, that I ended up crying in the bath for reasons. Um, to which you Wait, <laughs> were Oh my god! You just like unlocked a whole set of memories I completely forgot about. <laughs> I remember that. And like me and Kathy were like in there, like right. 
Holy shit, I forgot about that. And I was just drunk, bro. I was just like crying in the bathroom, like my leg like up against the wall. And so, then... well, you know what? We need that. That's what that's what you needed in that moment. That was you needed to get that all out, and you did. That was perfect for you. And then we finished the night by I believe Joey, because while Kathy was in the bathroom with us, I believe Joey went to go and get us some Mexican food, and we finished the night off. You're and so I was right. still wasted. And you and, I, you and I were staying in the same bed, and then Eric and Travis were staying in the I same bed. I have a video of, like, of of that, like, all my Snapchat memories. We're just, like, gooning around in the bed, and, like, Kathy's there saying something, <laughs> and we're just, like, dying. I don't even know what Kathy was saying, but we're just, like, dying laughing for no reason. Because I think the reason we were dying of laughing was because we got a burrito, and I was like, oh, my God, you want to share? And I just ripped it in half while we were in bed, and rice just went fucking all over the place. Yeah, I think that bed. was it. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I made a huge mess. And that was, like, maybe one of the most fun nights I've ever had. Like, crying in the bathtub to splitting a burrito and getting rice all over the bed was maybe peak, peak Genesis 4. She has range. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, we're talking about range? <laughs> Cry in a bathtub and then eat a burrito in bed and then talk to me. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio who? Um... <laughs> I miss Kathy so much. Kathy, if you ever watch this, shout out. I love you. I miss you. <laughs> we'll tag her in here and we'll tell her to watch the whole thing. Yes. Um, so that that brings us to the end of the podcast that has no name. If you want to give us a, a fucking name. The podcast that has no name. Oh my god, you're <laughs> um, But we will be back probably next month. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Smash Twitter make sure the drama is reported on. We will make sure oh, you we know I'm always on date. that Smash drama, girl. I got that on lock. <laughs> and then we'll probably pick a tournament as well to to have a gander at. There's, there's always news. So see us in a month if you want to catch up on some news, some memories, some fun times. We'll be discussing the hot topics, okay? <laughs> and uh, so we're going to give you everything you never kn- knew you needed about the Smash community. <laughs> the inside details. We have so much gossip. We have undeniable amounts <laughs> of gossip. We've been around five we years get... and we know everyone, bruh. <laughs> We have to get really clickbaity titles for these. <laughs> Jelly crying in the bathtub. <laughs> what? Who did it? <laughs> Find out now. <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> Why is that so funny? Fucking hell. <laughs> okay. So... Okay. Right. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Um, I've been Chelly. Thank you for watching our podcast. If you'd like to sign us off. I've been Milo. Thank you so much for watching our podcast. And I hope to see you all next time. Peace. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.